Oh, well, they I got all. This was that uh, flow into. Well, I, I guess it is now. Okay. Um, I'm hoping all that's not. <laughs> it's on there. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Shot and Chop. I am your host, Josh Cannon, and today we are about to chop it up. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode. So today I actually have a live guest with me today, the amazing, the phenomenal Kojo Photos, and he's going to introduce himself. Don't know where the conversation is going to go today because this has been a long time coming, but just strap into your seats and see where the conversation takes you. My brother, what's up? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. Tell the people a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, all that good stuff, and then we'll just jump into the conversation from there. Cool. My name is Ekor. Uh, Kojo is my middle name. I'm from the Richmond area, uh, born and raised. My father's from Ghana, which is the origin of the name Kojo, which actually is Name my grandfather's business. That's pretty. Cool. I never knew that. I, I didn't know until two years in either. So what type of business is it? Uh, past tense. Past tense business. Yeah, gotcha. Fortunately, um, I think he was like an electrician. Oh, nice. Yeah, electrician back in Takarati, Ghana. But yeah, I've been uh, shooting for about seven years now. Quote unquote professionally. It's professional. <laughs> Y'all check out his work. It's professionally. Yeah. yeah, pretty much shoot different things. So. Editorial, conceptual, portraiture primarily. Yeah, we um <clears throat> this conversation actually has been in the works for a long time now. And fun fact, he is actually the one that actually influenced me to start Shot and Chop as an official <laughs> podcast. So like, you know, he was definitely like, Bro, you need to start a podcast. You need to start a podcast. And here we are on episode number twelve, if I'm not mistaken. And the thing's still running. I appreciate all the support that you guys are giving. I definitely appreciate you, bro, for like you know influencing me and actually pushing me to start the podcast. And here yeah, we are, yeah, for sure. Uh, I do want to know you saying this means I do contractually get like verbally contractually get ten percent whenever you get monetized. Yeah, that's like ten cent. That's like ten cent. Yeah, that's no, ten cent. But no, it's dope, man. I know. I remember. Uh, actually, it was twenty yeah twenty twenty almost two years ago. Yep. We, were, we were you were telling me about this, and we just kind of actually it was like one of the first conversations we ever had. Like verbal conversations we were just you know just for two curious photographers just <laughs> chopping exploring and chopping and hey guess what chopping it up led exactly. to guess what exactly. shot and chop that's where we're at now yeah but no i mean you know it was just you know you, you seemed like a person that would be good for like having conversations with different people you definitely seemed like you were a student of the craft and everything and want to learn more and stuff you know and you know if i can always advise somebody younger than me just go for it because that's that's what we all while we're here doing what we're doing because we eventually picked up a camera and did it you know yeah that's true um he says that like he's like 50 million years older than me but he's not that much older than me um but yeah so let's talk about more your photography so like you shoot a lot of different genres would you say that you have a specific genre in mind that is your all-time favorite that you like to shoot definitely conception i'm honestly i'm enjoying composite stuff man like that whole world of just creating your own world is fascinating to me. Um, I know that's kind of digressing from the photography end. Actually, I'm exploring that end more. And then, you know, with the film, I'm just getting into film photography as well. So I'm like rediscovering a whole other part of photography that I probably should have done years ago. Right. 
Yeah, your composite work is actually how I ended up meeting you because Travis is um, the one that introduced me. He's like, bro, you got to meet my boy. He does the composite stuff. <laughs> like, you know, he's dope. So, like, that's actually how I um, was introduced to you. And you do your thing with it. I'm still learning it myself. And uh, I appreciate how you are a lifelong learner. So when I meet other photographers that also do that same thing that, you know, you've never shot film. So now you're trying to learn film mm -hmm. or you're always trying to get better at composite work. So you're constantly working to get better at that. That's what makes photography live on and keep going in a video, you know, dominated space like Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I said, seven years, man, that's hard. It's difficult. It's getting more difficult to like. I don't know how to really describe it. I think I'm I've told you this before how like I, I liken this to like the whole Pokemon journey. And like I don't know if you're and if you're familiar with the old game with the whole Victory Road, you'll see trainers that have been lost on Victory Road for years. I still have Pokemon Crystal on Game Boy Color. <laughs> I still have it to this day. Well, I, I legit <laughs> feel like I'm one of those photographers that like, all right, I'm trying to find my way through Victory Lane. Like I've made it through, I've beaten you know certain gym leaders. I got these badges. Now I'm just trying to get to that Elite Eight, you know. And it's like. I'm just, I'm not lost, but I'm, it's just, it's that victory road is a lot bigger than you thought, you know? Right. So in between, you know, while I'm trying to continuously get to that, that, that elite eight fight, you know, um, I got to find little things in between to keep me going. And I think composite, like I said, has been doing it for me, uh, film stuff and then just, just leveling up and what it is I like to do, like with portraits and stuff, learning new techniques and stuff like that. And then you guys, like you, G, you know, Brad, like, um, Jermaine, like, uh, you know, other people in the area that just like constantly, y'all are like constantly AJ, like y'all constantly putting pressure on the homie. Like, it's just like, bro, I can't. Hey, it's it's like, mutual, bro. Like I'll, I'll shoot something fire and like, and like, you know, I'll get like, you know, like, you know, so many people might feel it and everything. And then somebody, one of y'all be quiet. And that's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know one of y'all are sitting on some heat. Like, Gene ain't posting in a couple of days. Like, hmm, God. What's he up to? I'm trying to tell you, man. The younger guy. Y'all's generation, man. Y'all, Bro, you're not an old man. Stop saying younger I mean, generation. But I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. So, like, I feel like I'm in between you guys, the 29 and under. Mm -hmm. And then my generation and above, because there's not many people in my age group that aren't either that. I mean, there are people in my age group and stuff, but it's like it just doesn't seem as many as like you guys, like y'all's generation. And yeah, it's the the it. I think art from or photography from an art standpoint is like a young person's game anyway. Until I, um, you get to a certain age, and then you can do it like with right. I'm just gonna put it out there. I have <laughs> Benjamin Button, so. You know, I'm actually aging backwards. Got you. Just so you know. Got you. I don't know if that's good or a bad thing, but yeah, uh, I'm like really like 57. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're meeting halfway right now. All right. I mean, <laughs> if you want to rush it, brother, <laughs> if you want to rush it, like like that meme said, you wake up one day, your eye twitching, you don't know what the fuck is. For you. No, I'm I'm going like, the opposite way. Like I'm getting younger, bro. Like oh, that. Okay. That's where that's where Benjamin Button hey. comes in. Got to watch a movie. It's a good movie. I did not watch it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. No. When you when you watch a movie, you'll understand. I got you. Yeah. But uh, let's let's dive more into um, this photography conversation. Mm -hmm. So like, man, for you all listening, this man, we've had so many conversations around photography and it's been to point where like, yo, write this down. Talk about this. Talk about that. <laughs> but today it just it's an authentic. This is a raw conversation. We're just speaking what comes to mind, talking about the photography industry and y'all are going to get that raw. So we're just going to find a topic to talk about. 
Yeah, he's not lying. I literally hit him up 24 hours ago. Like, yo, you want me to pull up? There's no show notes today. I'm just going to let you know that now. <laughs> yeah, pull up, man. All right. <laughs> yeah, but no, I appreciate that. Like that leads into my photography and my shooting style. I feel that I have the best work when I don't want to call it impromptu, but mm. it's like, you know, I hit you up. Moment. Yeah, I hit you up. I'm like, hey, let's create something. Like I don't need to give like a mood board, like an mm. agenda of the mm. shoot and all that stuff. Because we're creating in the moment. Like what I'm when I'm thinking that moment, I feel like I make my best work. I don't know about you, but that's how I feel. I mean, I would expect that since you you do have candid in your name, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm glad like, you picked up on it. Yeah, I'm like, glad you picked no, up. No, I mean, on. actually, I come from that realm too. Like when I first started doing photography, it was just walking around the street with the homies or skating around and just taking pictures and stuff. And then, um, you know, kind of evolving into what it is today. I personally, <laughs> with my mental health, I can't like. I mean. Shemondra can she can she can testify like I like I have to know meticulously how this is about to work work out like I can I I can desire wanting to have somebody just like come in and just you know oh things are cool like you know are you free oh yeah I'm free yeah come pull up we can shoot at a crib blah 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 let's learn some new stuff whatever whatever but either I'm going to be dissatisfied because it wasn't that much thought process put into it or I'm I might even defeat myself. I'm like, ah, let's just chill. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to waste your time, you know. But give me a month out. <clears throat> give me a month out, and we're going to have possibly Vogue level production. Oh, I'm just saying. I like I'm it. Just putting I it like it. it. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, we're all shooting for a higher level. And absolutely, absolutely. some people, I mean, some people work like that. That's what works for you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I work both ways. Like, I can plan something out and be like, this is the agenda, this is the outfit, this is the theme. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we going to take from there? But me personally, I feel like that only goes when I have mutual energy, mm -hmm. like where you Absolutely. have where you have models that approach you say, hey, um, let's do a shoot together. And like, I know you got talent. I know you have the skill. I know you have the experience, but mm -hmm. you're not bringing anything to the table like, OK, let's try to add this into the concept. Let's try to do that. Mm -hmm. So when like you know, I'm just always constantly evaluating energies and vibes. So mm -hmm. if you know, if it's all on me, then I'm going to be like, OK, try this outfit on. Throw this on. Let's try this. Boom, 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 boom. And also just because I like shooting. So um, yeah. every, not everybody operates like that. Like yeah. I said, I've operated on both sides. So I, I get it. I yeah. definitely understand. Yeah, because you got the modeling side, too. You you know from the modeling side. Huh? You know from the modeling side, too. Uh, no, I get I get forced into um, <laughs> into modeling positions occasionally, as well as with my, you know, apprentices and whatnot. They like to put a camera in my face. So I don't count that as modeling. Apprentices? Yes, apprentices. Okay. Yeah. Do you call them... Like, <laughs> are they your inquisitors or? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't, I don't take on too many people, but you know, that's I always end up being the test dummy. You all don't get the full picture, but today we have a live studio audience joining us today. Live studio audience. <clears throat> yes, she is here. She is indeed here, um, helping us out. But yeah, I appreciate her. Um, yeah. So moving into the next topic, uh, what would you attest to? being important to growing as a photographer from a beginner, an intermediate to somebody that's considered a professional level photographer? Well, I mean, first and foremost is all in who you know, because I mean, God knows there are people on YouTube respectfully, you know, there are people on YouTube and others, you know, social media platforms that might not have been doing what we've do, what we've been doing or have half of the time and just knew X, Y, Z. And now they're shooting 
Beyonce on Vogue, you know. I can feel that. You know, I can feel that because like a lot of these influencer <laughs> photographers, like you said, no disrespect, but being in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. who you know, being good at business, like mm-hmm. outside of the photography side, they're mm-hmm. killing it. Yeah, and it's no, it's no shade to yeah. be honest. I mean, I'm a, you know, I went to college, I went, I went in fraternity. You know, things those were just supposed to be the things that give you that advantage and that network anyway. So like, I can't be upset that somebody had a better network. You know, whether it be by chance or even just positioning themselves to be in it. But um, I personally focus on skill set. Like, I know my biggest thing for years um, was to make sure that I had the skill set before I went out and got the business, the, the, the gig. I love this thing. And it caused me so much, <laughs> so much struggle and pain. And the things like, we love the most cause <laughs> us the most struggle and pain. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's all good. But um, like I definitely appreciate your artwork, and I see how you're constantly evolving and growing. Um, so like if you could focus on a couple things, so any new photographer or newer photographer listening, what could be some things that they focus on outside of their network that could make them a better photographer? Like I said, skill set. If they were to focus, like I mean, like elaborate on skill set. Um, just knowing, like you preach this a lot, and knowing your camera. You know, like, uh, I'm guilty of this. I mean, I jumped in with being told if you're not shooting manual, you ain't shit. And so I learned manual because (laughs) I don't want to not be shit, you know, like, but then what about aperture priority modes and other priority modes and stuff? Like I missed out on those lessons earlier on. Like I literally didn't really factor that in until a wedding I took last year. You're talking about six years in. And it didn't dawn on me. I was like, there is something in between manual and auto. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. And I think you know? there there's something deeper in that, that statement that you just said, mm. where we listen a lot to our mentors. Mm-hmm. We listen a lot to the industry of the people we look up to that are doing mm-hmm. good in the industry. So, you know what I'm saying? If Manny Ortiz, people like that say, mm-hmm. this is what you need to be successful. Mm-hmm. If you're new, you're going to be like, okay, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, sometimes you got to take advice with a grain of salt. Like no, you got, you got to have that experience to go with it, to be able to really know it for yourself absolutely. and e- explore and try it. Cause like when I first started, like I heard the same thing, manual mode, you have to shoot manual mode. Mm-hmm. I tell people that too. I'm mm-hmm. guilty of that. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I say that is because when you have the understanding, mm-hmm. then you can go back you can shoot auto or mm-hmm. aperture priority or shutter priority because you understand it and mm-hmm. it's not going to be as daunting and you'll know what you're looking for. Yeah. But if you start your journey shooting in auto mode every time, all the time, and mm-hmm. you're never expanding past that, when you run into a problem where you got to fix it and the mm-hmm. camera says it's right, mm-hmm. you're not going to mm-hmm. know how to fix it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually I have you to think that I remember uh, you were the one who were like, why do you have a mentor or whatever? And I'm like, mentor? 34, what was it 30? I think 33, 34 at the time when you had told me that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Anthony Evans, the man you see, you know, great, great, great photographer <laughs> out in the LA area, man, you know, doing his thing. It's kind of like more motivational and what maybe you can, I can align to in the direction I'm going to. But as far as how to use my camera or how to approach certain things like that, really know how you can tell anybody else too how to do so. Not to kind of put what happened behind the scenes, but like point, you know, case in point earlier with the camera, like, you know, when Sharonda was starting to take pictures, she had it in her mode, she might've seen it her way. You picked it up, hey, do it this way. And then she might not liked it, but she wanted it away her way. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have different eyes. We all right. have different perceptions. So like, it's weird to even, I don't, I don't understand the whole teaching 
you can teach somebody, okay, it's it's you're about to use light, so you probably should have a low ISO. But I had a client I worked with the other day that had an, a highly exposed shot, and she put that on her list of pictures she wanted me to edit. That's true. I mean, so, it's so, out, outside mm. of knowing the fundamentals, like what we like, this is a side tangent, by the way, what we like as photographers. <laughs> this whole thing has been a tangent. That's okay. So what we like as photographers that we know is going to be a good shot. We're trying to appease other photographers, mm. in a sense. That's mm. the way. I th- that's the way I feel. Absolutely. So Absolutely. with a client, they're not looking at. Oh, he didn't feather his light. He edited that where you know the way he dodged the right side of his face doesn't complement that. The fact that the light came from they're not thinking about that. Yeah. So like but we are. We are. But they're Bro, they're I'm looking good. at the moment, <laughs> like capturing that moment. Um, I'm I'm tough. Like I'm tough when it comes to. My contemporaries, like with you and stuff like that, like I when I when y'all step it up, I get so hyped. But if it's like I've seen this before, I like it. I'm a support, right? It's like, but I want y'all to do the same for me. Like if you post my stuff, I know I impressed you because you you're the same way. I think me and you are kind of fairly similar. Like if you if I've it, like if I invoked an emotion in you, oh yeah, I need I need y'all to see what homie just did. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But if it's you know. You know, and I think we should do that. We should all push ourselves. I agree, should, and you know, it I should agree. be friendly competition. It's just this. This shouldn't be anything other than like, because we can all eat. Yeah, we can all eat, and otherwise, if we not, people are just gonna take pictures of their cell phones and say this is art. So, right, mm. <laughs> we're gonna get into that conversation because I'm gonna bring up the topic that I've been talking about on Instagram today and yesterday. We're gonna get into that <laughs> later, but anyways, um, yeah, I feel like photographers need to support each other more because, like I stated before, how clients. They look at things from a raw perspective in the mm-hmm. sense of if I'm shooting a wedding, mm-hmm. as long as it's, you know, a usable image, mm-hmm. they're going to use that picture for the rest of their life mm-hmm. in a photo album. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you might have caught the first kiss and it may not be properly exposed mm-hmm. or you might have caught them talking to their mother, hugging their mother. And that was like, you know, a moment that really meant something to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas you show that in your portfolio to a photographer, like his ISO was off, too much grain, <laughs> the aperture's off. Why did he compose that, right? <laughs> but, bro, like, clients, they're not thinking about that. And that's that could be a learning lesson to us as photographers. Like, sometimes we need to step back and not always worry about the pixel peepers and the people that are looking at things. We have a hand in the audience. Is there a Q&A for the audience? There's no Q&A for the audience today. <laughs> Sorry. Darn. Ma'am, would you like to ask a question? I would. Come, you, come to the microphone. Okay, we're doing a lot of twists and turns today. <clears throat> Pick a microphone, I guess. Don't block him. Choose You're blocking his. Which I'm mic sorry, would you like to come to? Out. <laughs> okay, we have a question from our live studio audience today. Go. Okay, so you um, mentioned how. Can y'all hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so you mentioned how you shoot pretty much for the photographers, right? It's kind of like how females tend to dress to impress other females. Mm. But to me, that could be also a hindrance to y'all. Um, if that makes any sense, because if you're shooting to impress other photographers, let's say you wanted to go out of your scope and try something different, and then you talk yourself out of it, because then you're like, oh, well, he's not going to like it, and he's going to talk this mess about it. But can't that also hinder you your, um, hinder you creatively? I mean, the way I look at it, and you can attest to it too, it's like, I, that's a good question, but like, I'm not specifically shooting directly to say, like, oh, I'm going to shoot this because I know G, he going to like this. He going he gonna to like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like 
we keep in the back of our minds like our peers like mm-hmm. i'm not talking about there's a ton of photographers out there there are people that i'm close with that their opinion matters and there are people out there that i'm like i really don't care what you think um mm-hmm. but i just think like that drives and pushes us forward but we still focus a lot more on that than the actual artistic expression of our individual work i mean what do you think about that bro yeah i mean that first off, that analogy was perfect. I never thought about it like when you said how like women dress for each other. Like that is actually a really good analogy. Now I have to get a third microphone for our live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, I don't like he said. I don't set out and do, think to myself, "Geez, would Josh like this?" Now I will. I am guilty of saying if I if I see that I have leaned to something that another photographer that I know does. Then, like smoke, for example, I'll do smoke in my shoot, or I have smoke in my shoot, and be like, ah, "This is this is kind of Josh's." But Josh, no, I want Josh you to. The, I want you to do that. Josh like, is the resident smoke dog in the photography world yeah, of Richmond. So, smoke uh, that's if me. you want smoke, you go to Josh. <laughs> legal, Shameless plug. Legal, legal smoke. I'm sorry. Yeah, smoke in the shot. We're talking about the background. <laughs> not, not, sorry. Yeah, but like you know, I'll I'll stop myself. Um, I actually had recently did a shoot with a. Uh, uh, a model and I noticed that it looked like it kind of resembled like a style of another photographers in the area. And I almost stopped, but then I was like, nah, let me just keep doing, let me just keep going. Let me see where I can go with it. I'm possibly going to do something different than he would do in Photoshop. So yeah, it can be a hindrance if it can be a deterrent. I think it can go both ways. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, no, I think it can be, it can be a deterrent. It can also be a little motivating too. If you know, you you want to put a plus quality out, and I know I gotta do this to impress you know my contemporaries. Right, and the only way I can do so is if I add an extra light or if I add in a different technique in Photoshop and stuff like that. So yeah, but I mean that goes to like I was saying earlier, like with clients and shooting for your portfolio, like there's a balance between the two mm-hmm. because we attract clients by the quality of our work, but at the same time. They're not looking at things on a microscopic level the way that we are, mm-hmm. but our peers. Some are though. Some are. Some are. Some You're are. right. I have You're a right. client that she's she's been a model. Um, she was a model before a business owner, and so whenever I work with her, like she's meticulous, and I love it. I want her to be. I want her to, you know. But that's a rare client. That's not your. Every, that's she, not she, your everyday she, person. She's absolutely. But it, like I said, it's one of those. It makes you approach everyone with the same respect then because i know i'm guilty of in the past where i'll be like ah can i just rock with what i did in lightroom just color grade and here you go and for some people because the quality of our kits it it does work but when you're talking for someone who's dreaming about being a model who's obsessing over being a model who's obsessing over their you know, birthdays, who's obsessing over whatever it is that they're putting you in charge of creating that image. That's when you want to make sure you're, you know, you're on your P's and Q's when it comes to, and she's one of them and I'm thankful for it, you know. I mean, that's a good point. I think something I want to add to that, being a successful photographer comes down to having a range of understanding, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. being able to meet not just clients, models, mm-hmm. model, aspiring, I was going to say something different, but I'm not going to say that, aspiring models, mm-hmm. um, like you got to meet people where they're at. So like if your skill set is somewhere where you know how to do off camera flash, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lights, and they just want a good picture and they're just getting started or a client that just wants you to capture the moment. Like for example, mm-hmm. I've had, I had two shoots this week. I had mm-hmm. one where I did a maternity shoot mm-hmm. 
the the concept that she required mm. needed me to use two, three, four lights. Mm. Whereas the one this weekend is an event shoot, mm. point and shoot, yeah. simple, easy. Yeah. But at the same time, both can pull from each other. Like an event, you have to be intuitive to be able to anticipate what's going to happen next to capture a good shot. That's going to be a, a memory in a moment. Mm -hmm. Three life photography. That's not beginner level stuff. Yeah. In silhouette. I'm so I'm perplexed at the fact that you had a client that required three to four lights. Yeah. So oh, like, okay. So to give you some context, it was it was like a picture where like she was silhouetted. So, uh -huh. but she wanted it to be where every it was a new shoot. So like uh -huh. everything was like blacked out. Uh -huh. But the way I structured my light, you could see the framework of like the shape of her body, her belly. So like the multiple lights was to be able to pinpoint certain stuff, her stomach, her curves. Her f a small sliver of her face, but still everything is in dark. So it's like it, it's kind of hard to explain on the podcast with people being able to see it. Yeah. But it's 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 black. It's a silhouette. Matter of fact, I can show you. They're not gonna see it. But this is what I, I came up with. I mean, I guess the only reason why I'm asking why you're why you're doing that, I can fill in the <laughs> the dead air. <laughs> but um, the only reason why I asked that is because I know we both have really big modifiers, and like I've done same. Well, it wasn't a maternity; it was a birthday shoot, and the person wanted to do a nude. Like, but she wanted a silhouette, and so it was just one. Oh, yeah, so that was a three okay, light setup. So it's a different. Okay, 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 okay. You okay? Your silhouette was different from mine, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, well, I know you like using multiple lights anyway. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> light, like, lights the, and smoke. That's my thing. That's you my and you and you and Ray, man. You and Ray, <laughs> y'all are y'all. Every time I go to three sixties, like. Hey man, I got all these lights. You might as well use them, brother. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> just there. I did um one of my shoots for Beach Babes on the balcony up there. Word. Word. Yeah. yeah, shout out to D man. Three sixty is a great spot, man. Great spot. So um speaking of nudity, I'm gonna just throw this in here because this is actually a topic that I was talking about on Instagram today. And um a lot of people were really feeding into this. So this could be for anybody that wants to get into modeling. This could be for my photographers out there that may shoot nude or want to be shoot nude. So let's talk about this topic. You might have a question for I, I just we our our <laughs> lives just just know everyone our live studio audience may chime in on this topic. However, um, I'm gonna ask you first, bro. Like when it comes to just because this is one specific topic and it's a thing that a lot of people have a lot of stigma on. Mm -hmm. Like, what is your take on? I'm not even gonna say the n word, not the. N I G G R word, the N word as in N U, <laughs> the word N U D E. Um, what is your take on the N word in regards to the 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 use of the human body to create art? And do you feel like there's a gap and a difference between the two? Is is this is this my profane? Yeah, that's the profanity button. Uh, so I guess when it comes to, you know, <laughs> I I, um, <laughs> I don't know. I I typically. Just as a male, just as a male, we have to be a little more precautious, I would say, when it comes to that type of uh, that type of shoot. Personally, I don't I don't volunteer or not volunteer, but I don't like provide that inspo. Like if I'll give a typically when I work with, in particular when I work with new models, I give them like five examples, five, six examples there might be an implied in there. And if they choose that, I let them kind of dictate everything, you know, just because, again, I'm, I'm a 6'2 black male. 
Like I'm not big black just, man. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going to just be like, hey, I want to shoot with you and uh, would like it to be uh, a nude. Ew. <laughs> like, no, like no. I mean, it's it, you know, I, I think there's so many concepts out there that I can explore that if and when it becomes a thing where I'm demanded of more to do so. I think I would have created a not not stigma, but like um, the brand that I have created would hold against anybody who, if they if anybody were to question anything, whether it be persons who question it, who just just the public opinion. That's where my, you know because unfortunately, I definitely agree as much as we hate it, we are we are held to whatever the public opinion is. And now on social media, yes. on social media, yeah. but it's like for example. What I post on my Instagram is literally like 60% of all of the concepts I'm doing on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when it comes to that topic, the only reason I brought that up, because a lot of people gave me a lot of good um, viewpoints on that. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this off air, and I just wanted to bring that in to, you know, maybe bring some light into the topic of nude artwork. But the reason I bring that up is because like a lot of people see it and they try to bash it, but it's like, it's all about how you shoot it. Yeah. And you shouldn't worry about what other people think if it's something that you want to shoot. Now, would I say that starting right out the gate as a model shoot nude is something you should do? Probably not. Um, well, that's if that, if that's what, if that is what they want to do. I mean, again, it's not a, I think as males, we should just allow them to just, if if we're working, if we're talking about nudity with women. Right. And even when it comes to nudity with men, like. Yeah, because I've, I've shot them. both. So yeah, I was going to say, like, I've been proposed for one for male as well. And I yeah. told him the price, and he's like, oh, you just charging me that because I'm a dude? And I'm like, no, no bro, because that's my rate. That's <laughs> like, my rate. You actually aren't getting, I'm not charging more. I, I could. Or I could have just, you know, asked Roger if she wanted to shoot <laughs> But you know, hey, this what hey, look. Check this out. This is what we're about to do. I'm about to hit up all the photographers. We're gonna do a series. We're gonna do nude shoots with our cameras. Boom, like selfie. Yeah, bro. Oh no, <laughs> no, not yet. No, no. I promise you, it's it's gonna change next year. I'll it's gonna it. change the world. Bro. I'll do a fire fire calendar next year. No, nah, see, like it, it only <laughs> gotta be like that. Like you just you just take your camera and you be like, this is me. Hashtag candid challenge. Okay. Raw. Okay. And uh, then people are like, oh my God, he's naked. I'm like, you proved my point. <laughs> you proved my point right there. I mean, I know you're I, I, you're fight you're 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 speaking on fighting the age old, you know, fight of censorship is a sense of verbally and artistically is a sense of repression of the First Amendment and stuff like that. On top of ultimately it's just stupid. I mean, we're all we've we all have nipples. We all have private areas. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of life. To be honest with you, like, you know, sex is a healthy part of life. I said all this stuff on my story when I was um, talking to people's answers and like come come. Wow. Commenting on people's answers and stuff like that. Sorry, y'all. My studio audience is harassing me right now. Um, Like commenting on those things. And like, you know how people say, oh, this looks like porn. This looks like this. Mm hmm. That's still an, a means of expression if you want to be it's like like the way I look at it. Yeah, so it's absolutely. like it's like why why bash that? Like I'm cool with all types of expression, mm -hmm. but I think where the issue happens is where like if you're going for this and people depict that, mm -hmm. but that's also because some people like 
project how they feel about themselves on how other people are expressing themselves. Yeah. I bef- I know you're about to go to the studio question, but, but I don't want to lose this thought. Like, I was just listening to this on actually a different podcast, and they were, uh, it, you know, just the culture of if you don't like it, just don't tune in. Why do you have Thank to you. shut something you. down because you're not a fan of it? You know, it's it's it is a very weird time, and I I know I'm navigating through very difficult times myself. My father reminds me all the time. My mother did before she left this earth. You know, I'm very thankful that I you know had very educated, respectful parents, and I had a very good example with my father how he treated his mother and stuff to know how to treat. I think you're supposed to treat women and make sure you're consensual about any and everything you do when it comes to their, you know, interacting with another woman just in general. So before all of this stuff kind of more accountability became more of uh importance as opposed to just power or getting to a position to put through power. I was already kind of just treating people how they need to be treated anyway. So like and not to mention my parents kind of, I, don't, I don't I don't know. No, I, I, I definitely feel exactly what you're saying with that. And it's just like I bring that topic up because it's not just about nudity. It's like that can be a bigger topic. Like we listen a lot to the critics. We listen a lot to the naysayers. We listen a lot to our peers. And all of that stuff has some importance and some truth to it with growing as a photographer. But what you don't want to do is get to the point where, like, you're making that your end all be all. Like if somebody's sent like trolls hit you up and say, oh, how could you post something of them naked? Like you're sexualizing women, like, oh, you know, all the stuff. Like you hear it all. You do it long enough. You hear it all. Um, or either like people that just don't like your work. And that happens, too. Yeah. I just I just thought that was an interesting topic that I wanted to get your opinion on. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, if someone doesn't like you, they're going to not like you. And then they're going to find a reason not to like you. So it doesn't matter if you I don't think nudity is a is grounds as fuel to do that because if your campaign is against nudity then you should go fight against you know bigger entities that put sex on the forefront than you you know having someone behind a bill of smoke dude <laughs> like right. it's not <laughs> that that's not a that's not a fight worth having like you're you know what i'm saying like it's yeah i agree um sorry you all brief uh question from our live studio audience because she is burning to answer <laughs> this question here go ahead Really a question. I'm one of the haters he's talking about, but it's okay. Um, I, I was, hey, <laughs> I'm definitely no, one matters. of the haters he's talking about, but you know, it's all good. I definitely talk a lot of shit, and I'm going to. If the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> if the shoe fits, wear it. Look, I'm a very outspoken, I'm going to speak my truth, and I, you know, I'm pretty blunt about things. My whole thing with nudity is let it be nude for a purpose, to just be naked. But what if, what if I have a purpose and you just don't agree with my purpose, though? Okay, my thing is a lot of it does not have any purpose. You're just naked in front of a white backdrop. What the fuck is but, the purpose? But that's your opinion. Though. Beat that? No, <laughs> like, but but look, that's like, beat me, please. That's your opinion, though. Like, what if I had a purpose behind that? What if it was an empowerment moment where? Oh, um, but the caption would be like, "Oh lord, what the hell is happening?" <laughs> it's a warning sign. Okay. The caption will be like, "Uh, hot body." Like I've never like, used that as a caption. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna put that on here. I've never used that as a caption. Hot no. body, like what? No, I'm not saying that you use it as a caption. I'm saying 
casual, but it, it don't be anything like to me that's empowered. Like somebody's just naked sitting on a rock for no reason. Just, but I'm you might, on a rock. you might not get it because you don't know why we shot it like that. Though. The more the story, then, lady, ladies and gentlemen, is that actually work goes along captions. with the photo with your vision. I will work. People, I will work on my captions. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, my captions are this trash. This was actually directed towards you, so I guess it was. the shoe was fitting you. No, oh, ooh, I was nah. just saying in general, I see a lot of photo shoots, and to some of us, like models, it's kind of off-putting when we see a lot of photographers. I'm not speaking on, you know, anybody in particular. This is just a general, you know, topic. I've talked to, you know, other models around me, and it's very off-putting to see a lot of photographers just posting somebody naked in front of a backdrop. I'm like, what the hell was the purpose of this shoot? And the girl will be positioned kind of awkwardly. It's just, it just looks awkward. It looks weird. And sometimes it makes the photographer look like a perv. Now, I, I, can't agree, I can't agree with you on the difference between a flattering picture and a non-flattering picture. She's referring to the infamous... Uh, hey, don't drop no names. No, no. The infamous uh, nudity with the samurai sword and the gravel picture. I think Who that took that? You remember, you, you remember that picture? Okay, we're not going to we're not going to name drop today. I know, I don't, nobody, oh, it was oh, it was okay. all over the internet like years ago. It was this chick that was naked and she just had a sword on the ground and she was naked on a gravel road just for Yeah, that. like a lot of that stuff is like <laughs> really like, weird. Like what I mean, <laughs> like my whole thing is <laughs> I to be nude for me, I like to be creative. So I want to turn it into something else like to me, nudity is art. My body is art. That, so that's wanna, the point I'm trying to make right now. I was like, no, we are standing just we, in front of a backdrop with your ass out. To me, that's not art. That's just you naked in front of a backdrop. And what are you actually promoting here? And for know? the for the audience, she like she said, she is a model. She's done implied, you know, nude shoots before. And like she said, it was it, we did one with the one with the fruit. Right. It was like a play on forbidden fruit, you know, like, but it wasn't, it was, everything was covered. Everything was, you know, covered with fruit, stuff like that. But it was, it was tasteful. And I mean, I had so many people hit me up like, yo, you guys should do this like a calendar or something. Like it was really, they like, we just like, I even edited with like crossbars and stuff with calendar. fruit and stuff. <laughs> you that, I mean, you know, he wants you to hold that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like she said, I mean, I think it's just, I think, I think, to he to each his and her own and like you me and you've talked about this before like it's not like there isn't a lane for it i think exactly yeah. i think the i think the issue is uh more so those who aren't expecting to be in the lane to do so might feel like they're constantly being pressured as to this photographer wants to work with me. Oh, I got you. I actually worked with a model the other week, and she was like, "It's so it's so refreshing to work with you, and you don't like require me to do any type of new shoot first. I was like, "What? What? That's wild." And I mean, me and you are naive to like the madman days of of photography in the, in the past, but like to know that that's still prevalent in 2020 and 2021. I she mean, talk, like she's a new yeah. model. Like she's been only yeah. model for a few years, so this has to have been reached. I was like, "What?" Now to play devil's advocate on that. That statement that you just said, if I am a boudoir, nude, artistic nude, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. photographer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know that before mm -hmm. you get to mm -hmm. your shoot mm -hmm. and you see my portfolio, mm -hmm. why are you worried about that? In in the sense of like, you should not be surprised. However, mm -hmm. now I'm going to switch devil's advocate and go to the other side. Mm -hmm. If you see my portraiture work and, you know, I'm not really posting a lot of nude stuff. And then I just come out of left field and say, hey, like you said. Um, yeah, let's try this concept. You know, it, it's um, yeah, you're gonna be naked, you're gonna be holding a pineapple, and you're gonna have some peanut butter on your right nipple. I, 
that's weird. That's weird. That's weird as hell. Well, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. <laughs> ain't worried about your damn devil and your advocate. I'm gonna be the devil <laughs> and advocate. <laughs> well, you got some that like for new models, they might see something on your page where oh, okay, yeah, he does a lot of nude, but the way you came to them in the DM might be something different. Like, oh, I have this concept, um, this outfit, da 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 da. So in her mind, you're not actually coming to her for something nude. Mm-hmm. And then she gets there and it's like, well, can you do this too? I'm like, wait, this, this is not what I came for. Yeah, the and, surprise aspect. Yeah, yeah I agree that, on that. That has happened, you know. I agree on that. Before, where, like I said, it kind of can come off creepy. <laughs> and I'm, and I mean, the last devil's advocate in the room. Um, to Josh's point, I think that's what he's saying. So he's like, "Well, if I'm, if this is what I'm saying, like I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm not doing anything any illegal. I've stated who I am, I've stated my work, and you're coming to me and wanting to me to do your birthday shoot with balloons and you know the cutesy, you know whatever thing, and that's just not his like right. And my him? niece, and my you niece know? is nude. You know what I'm saying? So should he feel? And I, 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 but he's I, made it to her no though. Yeah, absolutely. you can't. I, but, that's my point. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. They don't they'll be like, oh yeah, I can do it. You know, trying to you know hit that lick right quick, and then <laughs> you get there like, all right, well let's lose the shirt, put the balloons in front of you, <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Which I, I I'll be honest, I don't think you would. I don't think Josh would do anything like. I, I mean, mean like you said, Josh. Would, yeah, Josh. I mean, Josh would. We, we yeah. really don't know him like that. We just met him. Man, go there. sit back down <laughs> in the audience, bro. Like, as a, as a disclaimer, she is a Chris Brown fan. <laughs> No, but I mean, I think I think it's going to continue to be uh, a contentious, a contentious topic, uh, primarily because, again, as a society, we just haven't really come to terms with nudity is there's nothing wrong with nudity. The problem, I think, comes with nudity is that there's so much there's so much that comes to it. There's so much judgment that we I mean. Clearly, we're wearing clothes as a society because we don't all appreciate our new self. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be walking around naked because I don't appreciate my body right now. <laughs> You'd ask me that five years ago, I'd have been like, shit, I don't care. You know, like just because that's, you know, I think when we're all more comfortable with ourselves, maybe it won't be so such a hot topic and stuff. And, you know, I don't think it's that far away. Yeah, I don't think it's that I agree. far away. I think we're really hitting, we're really going to be in a war with censorship and quote unquote freedom. Yeah, because so. there are other platforms out there outside of Instagram where what you cleanly shoot as like what's truest to your art form, mm-hmm. you can express it. Mm-hmm. Instagram is more so for appealing. That would be OnlyFans. I, I wasn't talking about OnlyFans. <laughs> um, actually, I was not. Anyways. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Sign up for our OnlyFans today for three ninety nine. Patreon for five. Yeah, but no, no, like for real. Like I was more so saying, like it's not so far off where other platforms are allowing you to express freely, whether mm-hmm. it's new, yeah. non new, whatever. Instagram has morphed into this platform where it's for the people, not creators. That's and that's my opinion because it's like all of these changes, all of these algorithm differences, like. If you're a photographer and let's say you don't do video or like you're not trying to change what you do, you're going to get left behind that in is, the sense of like they're keep, yes. yeah, they're yeah. they're keeping up with what the community yeah. wants. Like yeah. people are yeah. are more so yeah. focused on short-term content, TikTok, reels, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what they're focusing on. But yeah. as a photographer, like let's say you've been a photographer for 25 years and you've never shot a single thing of video ever in your life cuz mm-hmm. photography is what you do. Mm-hmm. 
you got two options. You can either change or you can just be like, well, get some shutting down Instagram. Uh, but then ironically, film is making such a high return. It is. And that doesn't I make agree. any sense. Like, it is. Why are we going away from images, digital images? We love film. Like, I am seeing models under 25, like, my my Mamiya, I worked with somebody this this you know recently that she knew what the Mamiya was, and I don't most models that I work with are like oh that's a Canon that's a Sony that's it boom you know the a seventies medium format camera she knew the you know but you know what it is like some people are fed up with the trend right now and the trend is video the trend is keeping up with. What's popular? TikTok dances, real dances. Photoshop too. I that, think the that film too. movement is because of Photoshop as well. Which yeah, is- yeah. So like people are there to them, not to us. It's mm-hmm. something new. Mm-hmm. Film is like, oh, this this film filter. Wait, there's actually a camera that shoots film. Yeah, I've heard somebody say that before. Wow. I'm like, oh, they'll lose their mind. I'm like, you, you know, that's where it started, <laughs> right? <laughs> they saw a negative strip and they'd be like, oh, you messed up, bro. <laughs> that's, I'm like, that's no, that's how you develop. Yeah. It. Now, look, I've never shot film a day in my life, but I respect. But you know it. what a negative I, is, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I can figure it out. But that's why I said it's so weird. Like, I, 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 you know, of course, I'm one of those photographers. He's speaking of kicking and screaming with the video, and I mean, inevitably, I mean, I'm 35, so I would love to eventually transition into like video, but more so from like a producing standpoint or a directing standpoint, you know, as opposed to being like logging around that heavy ass camera like you know having to build a whole crane system on my back to hold a camera you know because it's the 13 pro is almost as good as these cameras that people are like cradling around we were literally just i was talking about this with my um my frat brother shout out to the frats out there um but no the reason i was talking to him was because he does a lot of like behind the scenes film work dp work for like i don't know if i Never mind. Uh, I can't. I, you know, I can't talk about it. Talk about it. But something important. He does, he, he does important. a lot of professional yeah. work. Yeah. So he, even him, with what he does, mm. he brings up like, yo, mobile photography is really catching up to mm-hmm. what we're doing on our quote unquote professional cameras. Mm-hmm. But the reason why professional cameras are still keeping up is because there's still a skill involved in mm-hmm. being able to do that. Yes, mm-hmm. an iPhone. You can grab your iPhone in half of a second. I could take up an exposed picture. Mm-hmm. But it's, in my opinion, it's like, okay, that's just like boring. It's, still, mm-hmm. it's sterile. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have that creative design. doesn't mm-hmm. have that contrast added to mm-hmm. it. So it's like that can either push the future of photography, videography, creative space, mm-hmm. or it can make it more accessible to more people where it's going to lose its lackluster. But mm-hmm. what's moving it forward is, like, people are still taking it serious. Like, mm-hmm. if, they, if that was not the case... We'd be walking around making movies on iPhones. Which, that's what they were trying to advertise with this last drop. Yeah, yeah. I saw that when iPhone 13 came out. I'm like, nobody's making a movie on iPhone. I mean, <laughs> do you don't underestimate the guys on your the generation underneath you. That's I mean, all they got. You can try, but I, I don't see that's, it. That's all they got. Though. I'm not saying it's you know? it's not going to potentially be able to happen, mm-hmm. but just like... You and know. The, the part we were talking about, about uh, you know, having... Taking our taking time with your shoots, not doing like short one hour, maybe even two hour shoots, like being able to sit down and take the time. Like I don't have the time to go and switch my lens to my R and then figure out video with that and then oh wait, I should have shot this and then go back to my R five and then go and shoot that. Like I can just all right, I'm done with my pictures, pick up my phone, 
lightning is where I needed to be. Do the video. Oh, you know what? She just did that during the video. Let me go get my camera. Boom, go right back to it. And I know the modes are nothing but a switch as well, but we're talking about memory cards that are expensive as hell. CF drives now that are like a hundred plus dollars. Like I'm, you know, me going to an R5 now, I got to worry about the CF drives. Now. The R5 shoots on a CF Express card? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it has the it's dual option. So sorry, I don't shoot Canon, so I don't know anything about what you guys do. Like as you all can hear, this podcast episode has been all over the place. Not because, <laughs> just because of the fact we were ill prepared. We were prepared in the sense of like we had a conversation whether to talk about, but just no specific topics. Um, but yeah, I definitely appreciate like the different avenues that we've talked about because all of these things are things that are currently going on within the photography space. All of these things are things that need to be talked about. And photography is not a lost art. Mm-hmm. Like being a creative is not a lost art. It's if it's something that you enjoy, regardless of if things are shifting in the video, you can still be a photographer and shoot clips that mm-hmm. promote your photography business. People are gonna need pictures till the day they die. What do you what do you how do you feel about the the term creative evolving or attempting to take over what it is to be an artist. I hear people saying more that I'm a content creator than an artist nowadays, which might be dope for those who are considered artists that are really dedicated to that outside of the video, you know, photography medium. But I don't know. What's your take on Um, creative versus uh, art? Like, do you consider yourself more of a creative? Do you consider yourself more of an artist? Do you consider yourself just a hobby? Well, not hobbies. They're clearly a professional. But like, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you? So with that's actually a really good question. So I feel that it wasn't on our list. Actually. It was not. Um, <laughs> I feel like you can be an artist and you can be a content creator. You can be a content creator, but that does not necessarily make you an artist. The reason I say that is because I can take my artistic experience, my artistic eye, mm-hmm. and create content that is going to lend well to my peers, mm-hmm. my ideal client, mm-hmm. my niche client. But a content creator, like, they don't necessarily have to have the creative space, the, the creative mindset. A content creator can just reproduce what's hot, what's popular, a reel, a TikTok, promoting a product, promoting but, things like that. So it's like... But you don't feel like, you know, even like your Baskets, your Andy Warhols, your, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't think like artists don't, kind of like Sharonda's question before, like... They don't take influence from others. They don't think they didn't take influence from others back then before social but, media. But stuff, you're talking, you know? you're talking about the cream of the crop. You're talking about the upper echelons of these influencers. Well, I mean, the art shows were Instagram, right? <laughs> that was social media back then, right. you know, like, right. hey, let's get together, drink wine, and eat cheese, and say how much this painting is <laughs> fucking but, amazing. But you know? still, <laughs> they have artistic expression in their content creation. Mm. You have people of millennial... What's, what like generations what, are we like on what, right what, now? What, like, would Gordon Parks consider himself a creative? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was a... Uh, like, you know, Melvin Van Peebles, would he have considered himself a creative or an art? You know what I'm saying? Like, we look mm. at them as artists, but if they had that to, like, have considered themselves, was Basket considered himself? If he had Instagram, how, <laughs> you know... How different would things would have been for him? Uh, would he be? Con- would he have considered himself? Because he barely probably considered himself an artist to begin with. Let alone, would he have considered himself an artist versus a cre- content creator? Or you know? Yeah, I mean, the whole content creator concept, I feel like it's something new. Like it's it's maybe ten years old, maybe like where that's the thing to be like. I have kids because as if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm a teacher as well. So 
like my students, like when I ask them, hey, what do you want to be? Content creator. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Versus I respect that. That's but, cool. But over an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of hurts me. And I mean, maybe because when I was a kid, I really, really wanted to be an artist. And I realized I didn't have the talent like my cousin and my friends and stuff like that. So I tried to do the whole go to college so I can go to law school and everything while I was working at a hotel after I graduated from right, college. But, but I got that's, back enough, you know, that's where I mean, like, you can be an artist and be a content creator, but just because you're a content creator Doesn't does not make you an artist. artist. Yeah, gotcha. because okay. they, we, there's two different focuses as an artist and a content creator. Mm-hmm. A content creator is focusing on content to appease the audience, to mm-hmm. appease, like, social media, what people see as popular. And artists, more and artists you and me both know that <clears throat> we're going to shoot something regardless of if it gets likes on social media or not, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, I can create something. Like, I have a concept in my head right now. If I were to post it today, mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm saying if I were to post it today, mm-hmm. I don't care if it gets 500 likes. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it gets two likes. Mm-hmm. I accomplished creating an art that was sitting in my head, that was burning a hole in my brain mm-hmm. to create. A content creator doesn't think like that. Mm-hmm. But you can be an artist that is a content creator because you got to stay relevant. So in order for people to see your art, in order for you to make a living, like let's say you're strictly an artist, a painter, a photographer. Mm -hmm. That's the way you put food on the table. Mm -hmm. You still have to be able to make money to so you do have to that. create content. You have to create exactly. You yeah. have to create that's content. What, but but that's that's the my like I said. That's why I, I I think it goes to a bigger thing for me when it comes. To, I just don't really rock with social media. Like I really don't think we're supposed yeah, to and, have this and, much. And that's fine. That's fine. Oversaturation and opinions and stuff like. But that's a whole other topic. So yeah. Um. But we've been talking for an hour now. That's yeah. crazy. It doesn't not feel like it's been that good. But um. I definitely appreciate you coming on. And we've, we've talked about a lot of content. Shout out to our live studio audience. Also our um, BTS photographer for the day. Um, but yeah, this, this is a conversation I really wanted to have with you, bro. So like, Absolutely. I appreciate you. And I want to say I'm proud of you for like coming out and doing something. Cause I know this is like out of the box for what you typically do. But like I was telling you before, this is a conversation that we would have anyway. Yeah. Just doing it yeah. with microphones. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it was uh, <laughs> out the box. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, um, I think kind of, you know, outside of this podcast, Josh knows I, you know, kind of had my own little basils. So, yeah, no, I understand doing, you know, something like this might seem a little out of the ordinary, but that's just because I had other, I had other life before you knew right. me. So, no, you I know. respect that. He was selling cocaine on side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anyway, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Completed. Uh, <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining in. I am <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. But no, like I definitely like for real. Though, like I definitely appreciate you coming on and like sharing your opinion because like the whole point of this podcast, the reason why I created Shot and Chop was because one, I wanted to highlight other creatives in the creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, not color or anything like that, blah, 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 whatever. That's important. Um, but no, like creatives, we need to work more together rather than against each other. So Shot yeah, and Chop absolutely. was created for that, to be able to express and showcase the creative talent that we have, not just in Richmond, but as peers um, at this point, honestly, globally, because I have people that I talk to in Australia, I have people I talk to yeah, that's in that's Mexico, yeah. you know, Canada, stuff yeah. like that. So just that camaraderie is important because – like look from the outside looking in, you think there's competition between every photographer out there. Mm-hmm. There's competition between a few, but not everybody. Like I know people that 
don't necessarily like me. They mm-hmm. don't like my work. I don't care. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know my people like my close friends like you, like mm-hmm. Travis, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like people that I talk to damn near every day mm-hmm. that like you have your way of doing things. You book your clients. I'm not going to hate on that whatsoever. Travis got his way of doing things. Mm-hmm. He's going to book his clients. G, you know, it's like mm-hmm. all of these people that are all talented creatives, mm-hmm. but they have their own way of expressing that. And I love it. That's what I want to see. And that was the purpose of Shot and Chop. I love it. I mean, I think uh, anyone who's from Richmond area, I don't know what it is about this city, man, but we've, we, there's, there's always been a tendency of very combative. And I don't know if it's maybe because we're a medium city, you know, and we, we're surrounded by opportunities, you know, between DC, Atlanta, New York, stuff like that. We're only but a drive of 95 to get to these opportunities. And for whatever reason, it seems like we're at each other's necks. Like all all my all my life growing up, it seemed like you know that's just what it was for Richmond and stuff like that. It's <laughs> a ghost in here or some shit. Like, damn, we took both of our breath away for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, like you know, like artists are, bro. Love is love, no matter who you are. Like you know, if it's if it's a mutual thing, then I'm gonna support it camaraderie is just as important as skill technique and bettering yourself like nobody no photographer no artist no hairstylist nobody can do this on their own to call themselves a successful creative absolutely like you have to build a network you have to build a community absolutely and i feel like that's very important absolutely absolutely and we definitely i think like i said being that this area is so small it has so much potential virginia has always been like that i think i know you're from Maryland area yeah i'm from Maryland. i mean but we're still you know dmv dmv kind of he's throwing up a lot of signs i don't know um (laughs) 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 but dmv you know dmv has been a powerhouse in so many things for decades and but we all take our talents to dc New York. and I mean, everybody we everybody to wants to move yo. yeah move like, new york miami atlanta yeah, la yeah. and then it's like i know me and Faraday used to talk about that years ago we were like this shit has to be like why do we have to move to virginia like why do we have that doesn't make sense like why we why do we the talent have to go to your city and you you would fly somebody somebody out from our city anyway like this doesn't yeah. make sense and like, i i've never agreed with that like oh once i go to atlanta i'm gonna make it once I go to Miami, I'm gonna make yeah, it. Once so I go hard. to Los Angeles, but I'm gonna make it. Opportunities are showing. Like you know, shout out to Mike Surflux. He's out in Atlanta. He's you know he's doing his thing out there. Yeah. Uh, shout out to AJ uh, Mac Photos out in Vegas. He's doing his thing. Like you know, people you know people branching out from our community and but, doing their thing. But know? these people had it before they left. They did. They, they did. had it. They and had they, the drive. They, they had yeah. the vision. They had Absolutely. the focus. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is people that are not putting the effort in yet saying mm. like, okay, maybe once I move to Atlanta, you know, I'm going to be a good photographer. Oh, I mean, like, Darwin. That's Darwin then, baby, at that point. I'm going to be like, I'm like, bro, like, out, you know? like, I know a ton of photographers in all of these areas you're talking about that are good. Mm-hmm. And I know a ton that are not good. Mm-hmm. So it's like the demographic does not make you a good photographer. Absolutely. But it the opportunity, not. the money and the opportunity I think is a little more rampant. I mean, we're talking about Atlanta, for example, that's black Hollywood. Like we, me and you both tend to primary. I'd say over seventy percent of the people we work with are black. So you would, you know, the majority of our portfolio would probably suit fit for that, and Atlanta would probably be the main opportunity for I black. I shoot aliens. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, I, I, I think, I think Virginia in, in general, you know, it, you know, Richmond, the seven, the seven cities, you know, Nova, like we all have, even you know, even now West, you know, that area, like we all have the the potential here. We we're past potential. We have the we we have the prolific skills here. We just I agree. take. Them, I agree. You know, we take them and we draw people in. You know, again, you you're from Maryland. You you could have been Baltimore. You could have done D.C., but you you you're maintained in the Richmond Petersburg area because you know opportunity. Does that mean you're going to stay? Possibly not. But it, you see that this area is inviting for you to do so if you choose to do so. You know, and not only should we be comforting and you know hospitable, hospitable, but we should also start building our own, you know, strong foundation as to not where you're here. You know, so much money comes through in this area. There's no reason why not to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just proves my point. Like demographic does not matter. It's all about mindset. You know what I'm saying? I guess what I want to leave the audience with, if we're talking specifically about photography, what is one or two pieces of advice that you could leave to up and coming photographers that don't necessarily have the direction, don't necessarily have a mentor guiding them like what's something that you could like drop a gym to guide somebody in the right direction and they and they want to pursue this thing as a photographer if you want to pursue if you want to pursue photography and you're just starting out i think just you know it sounds cliche but it's really just have fun with this um because photographers that are starting out please 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 enjoy it enjoy it be humble yeah humility and just enjoy it because mm -hmm. Once people start blowing your phone up about edits and <laughs> once your lights don't work minutes before your shoot's about to start and, one, you know, once the stress really hits in, it does suck. It, it, it makes you question, but that's the mark of an entrepreneur. I agree. <clears throat> <We're go> <clears throat> Excuse me. Regardless if you're a photographer or not, but um, that's a good piece of information I think that everybody can apply to, not just photography, but... Um, oh, and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like I think that was the the one of the you know to this day I think sometimes it still hinders me like I don't want to work with somebody and I'm like oh man she's she's been published by this and she's worked with this I don't know if she would want to and you just hit them up and they be like oh my god I love your work I'm like what I, you know just ask questions no matter how dumb you you know be humble take your L you yeah, know you feel dumb know. fine you might learn something from you know feeling dumb for a moment so you know just be humble yeah. That's good stuff, bro. Um, thank you for that opinion. And thank you for coming on to Shot and Chop, like the official podcast. Like, you know, we've talked about this for a long time now. Here we are. Uh, you've dropped a lot of gems. Our live studio audience has been harassing us for an hour and 12 minutes and 57 <laughs> seconds. She's put her uh, opinion in on some of these contents, but that's okay. I appreciate it. Shot and Chop is definitely something that's open to different opinions and whatnot. Um, I guess my last thing could be where can people find you on social media, your website, so that way they can check out your work, see the heat that you're shooting. And maybe, you know, you might find your new next apprentice out there. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to be an apprentice, please come in with the retouching skills. Because oh, come on. I need, I need a retoucher so bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm on most uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I'm not very big on Twitter. You know, if you're if you, if you want to come to my page to to see some you know content and little laughs here and there, you know, I'm your guy. Like, um, I'm at Kojo Photos, K O D W O dot photos on Instagram, 
and on I think it's all one word on TikTok. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm on TikTok now. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, but um definitely if y'all listen to this episode, you like the content that we were talking about today. I did plan on going live, but apparently today that wasn't happening. But that's okay because um I appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast. I I do appreciate everybody that comes on to the IG live that I attempt to do every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But today was not one of those days. And I do not regret it because the conversation was good. And these are things that I wanted to talk about with you. Mm -hmm. And these are things that I wanted to get out to the public because um, it needs to be talked about more. The creative space and the different topics that we covered in this podcast episode. So if you you like to see the video aspect of this, make sure that you check out my Instagram um, Shot and Chop does have an official Instagram page now. Oh, there we it's go. There we go. Shot in the letter in Chop. Uh, I don't really post too much up there because I haven't had much content, but I do still post on the main page, Canda underscore production, as you already know. If you're a longtime supporter, I appreciate you. Um, and that's about it. That's make really sure, it. Make sure you come to my page, the the Chop and Shop. That's coming very soon. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we have a rival. Chop and Shop will be. Will be very soon coming up. Chop and Shop will be fiending off against Shop. No, and but chop. actually, this Ooh. has inspired me for something that I'll be working that should be coming up and it will work soon. So hopefully, you'll be one of the you know first guests on it. I'm in. Um, I'm in so, there. Like yeah. swimwear. Let me know. Yeah. I'll produce the episode and everything. Word. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. But um, yeah, that is the end of the episode today, you all. Thank you for listening. Once again, anybody that wants to see the video version of this episode, not this episode, but any episode, make sure that you tune in every 30, Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until next time, I'll catch you guys later. Peace. Peace.